This week, one-third of the podcast has COVID-19. And we're going to talk about some Disney stuff as well. That's next on Traveling with the Mouse. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of Traveling with the Mouse. I am your host for this week. My name is John, and I am joined, as always, by Adam. What's up, everybody? And Jason. How's everybody feeling today? I'm actually feeling pretty good, believe it or not. Yeah. <coughs> How about you, Adam? <coughs> I'm feeling okay, too. Feeling okay. Hmm. I feel fine. Well, you did just say somebody's got COVID. I did. Bum, bum, yeah. bum. So we'll okay. reveal this at the end of the episode. <laughs> you have to no, I mean, it's, it's probably not who you think. Anyway. So it's not Adam. So obviously it's not Adam, yes. Yeah. It's actually me. I'm fine. Yeah. We're not going to make light of COVID, but you're doing no. fine. Right. Which is why we're recording right now. Yeah, and I, this household is a good example of two ends of the spectrum almost because my wife and I actually both tested positive, but she's had a little more severe symptoms Yeah, to the to the point where she actually had to spend a night in the hospital just to make sure everything, you know, to get some of her vitals in, in line. Nothing's too serious, like she's fine. Right, right. But whereas me, I barely showed a thing. Basically, yeah. it's just my eyes were really red. Yeah. So, But apparently that was how COVID presented in me, so... Well, we wish you and your wife well and a speedy recovery. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. It's not great to get it, but I do think this is going to become more common, so I'm glad that you're having mild symptoms, and I'm glad that your wife is getting on the mend. You know, that's the the thing is if you get it, mild symptoms is what you hope for. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And just to let you know, we, I would say for the most part, are pretty careful. Right. It's just the fact that it's out there. If you, and you know, and the job that I work, you know, I did have to still go and somewhat be, right. you know, involved. You couldn't work from home. In other words, you right. had to I go couldn't to work entirely work. from home. But right. we, we were still like our lobby was closed and stuff like that. So, but I did have to interact occasionally. Not, and it was still pretty distant for the most part. But right, it's a good possibility that it happened there. I'm not saying it did. There's also possibility that it happened elsewhere i mean because like i said we were careful but we you know there's there were moments when we were were around other people but it was usually the same people you know but and we you know didn't it's not like we were all up against one another or anything we were socially distancing when we were you know in this that company so right you know you just never know so i think yeah. this is a if, if there's a lesson it's the fact that i think if your symptom is the eyes, you've had that for a few days and even went to the doctor right. and nobody told you you had COVID. Who all saw you in that time? If you are just out and about living your life normal, you know, I'm not saying you did because you're being careful, but I'm like, if somebody's living their life normal, think of all the people yeah. you could have spread that to. True. Yeah. And see, in my case, it just so happens that I kind of thought at first it was pink eye and I had not been back to work at that point either. So I was kind of almost like self-quarantining, not knowing that I needed to. Right. Well, I think this is also a, a good reminder for most out there that as the, uh, what's the guy from Return of the Jedi to uh, double your efforts when it comes to wearing a mask and washing your hands and trying to keep socially distant uh, for everybody out there listening. You can still get it even doing, you know, things as best as you can. So just a reminder to stay vigilant and do as much as you can to keep yourself safe. So exactly. when, you've, when you're fully recovered, John, and you're at the peak of your antibodies, what are you going to do? I'm going to Disney World. <laughs> right. That's what I was expecting. There you go. <laughs> Shoot. Well, I was thinking it'd be the perfect time. No, well, you know. Say one of us is still a pass holder right here, so I can get you a discount on a hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> only one of us is still <laughs> only tested. one of us <laughs> yeah i you know i haven't ruled out becoming one again myself but it has been a while since i've been one yeah like like i said before like eight years <laughs> <laughs> so yeah yeah so yeah why not why not enjoy and also you could donate, donate plasma. plasma yeah yeah i so. have considered that yeah so that's a good yeah should we talk about disney now yeah i was gonna say let's 
probably move on to the subject that people really want to hear about. They don't, they don't, they don't really <laughs> want to hear about COVID. Right. Um, we hear about that enough as it is. Let's escape. Gosh, uh, what should we start with? Well, in honor of you, since you know you're going to have antibodies, I wanted to point out that technically your crew still might have a chance. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that they've extended the no-sale order, but... It's still not to your date. The no sale order <laughs> is just till the end of October now. Yeah, yeah. it's getting closer to that. Hmm. I'm pretty sure we're going to be making a decision before the original September 1st date and just probably cancel. I, then again, I might just reschedule. You know, they're giving you an opportunity to reschedule for some time next year. I mean, if you call to cancel, they're probably going to try to throw something at you to reschedule because they don't really want right. to right. pay you any money back. Right, true, yeah. Which they haven't gotten a ton from me anyway right now. As you know, I haven't paid them very much into it since you know, COVID happened right when <laughs> right when I was about to drop a bigger payment on it. But I'm I'm pretty sure we're gonna probably just look at it doing it sometime next year. So mm-hmm. we'll see. I mean, I've considered booking fall twenty twenty one because that's out now and I'm like, mm. I mean, I have, yeah. I have the, uh, I have the credit. I don't even, I wouldn't even have to put any money down. I've already paid a deposit. That's right. For, for a future cruise. In the next two years. Yeah. Yeah. And I've also, that's another thing that I have been living proof of that I did one of those deposits and then ended up not making a sailing within two years and they gave it back to me. So without me having to do a thing, it just, once the time was up, it was not long after they put the 200 50 whatever it was i can't remember something like that back on the card just automatically disney handles their stuff really well it's better than most yeah i think i just the the idea of booking a fall 2021 cruise and there being a possibility that it still won't happen because of coronavirus just makes me so sad that i'm like i don't know if i want to put myself out there like that i really hope fall 2021 would be more hopeful (laughs) I really, I I think my problem, I think it's going to be more hopeful. I think cruises are like the last thing that people are going to start doing because they They were already virus cesspools, right? I mean, they already were like, if you were on a, if you were on a Disney cruise, it's a wonder they didn't already make you wear a mask. You remember they have the, the hand sanitizer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They they attack you with the the wipes. (laughs) Yeah. Every time you go into a restaurant, right? Because it's known if any virus gets on board, norovirus of any kind or any kind of virus gets on a cruise ship, everybody gets it. And then you read about it in the news about how everybody's just like... Quarantined on a ship. Quarantined on a ship. <laughs> and so you're like... So that that's where it's starting from. And then you add coronavirus. It's like, I think everything else is still going to be open and they're still going to be like, well, cruising, not yet. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I remember the very first one I went on, it was in 2012, and like I didn't know what all to expect and everything. I was up kind of early that morning. I think I was going to go to maybe get Lynn some coffee and bring it back to her or something. So I get in the elevator. We were aft. And so when I get off on deck 11, I like turn the corner, and there was someone holding a, a sanitizing wipe right in my face, basically almost. I'm like, oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> then, of course, you know, you wipe it and, you know. Trash, That'll be a little trash can on the way out. But I mean, like, place. they were literally right there. So it was already that way on a cruise ship anyway. So. Yeah. So is the future of buffets going to be where there's people behind each station serving you the food rather than you just grabbing and putting it on your plate? Tell them what you want and they'll put it on a plate for you. Would this mm. lead to maybe weight loss across America? Because now <laughs> yeah. there's a little bit more shame that you have to go through in order to get the, you're like, can I have right. some mac and cheese? And they give you a scoop and you're like, how about like three more of those scoops? <laughs> can I have like 27 ribs? <laughs> All right. <laughs> I was going to say that as far as Disney goes, you're just going to see more of them doing probably the family style when it comes to buffet. Like they bring it out to yeah. the table, which I, I mean, I'm not, a, like. I'm not against the buffets going away myself. Cause like you said, John, they were already again, not sanitary. Right. Yeah. The sneeze guards were already higher than children every single time. So yeah, well, they haven't, that was the point. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So we had yet another virus discussion. I guess we just can't get away from it, John. I, I, you know what? <laughs> we tried. 
We, we've tried already. I mean, but. to be fair, it's all I think about every day because it's all I do. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I know why you would have that as a reason. It's not like it's your job or anything. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's not like it's part of your, your life at the moment. Uh, well, well I, I guess in a way it's part of my life at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Well, I have something that's not virus related if you want to talk about it. Okay, what's yeah. uh, what's not virus related? There's three weeks worth of data of parks being open. And the trend has been that wait times at Magic Kingdom, Animal Kingdom, and Hollywood Studios have gone up week by week. Just slightly. I mean, it's not like anything major. But all in all, like say, for example, at Magic Kingdom, the peak on the first week was somewhere in the 10 to 15 minute range on average for most rides throughout the day. And it's up to around 20 to 25 minutes in week three. So it has increased over time. But looking at the time of day, it does seem like the very best time to go to the parks right now is like the last three hours of operation. The wait times have dropped dramatically <laughs> since like that last like hour or so. It's like plummeted. The uh, the one exception to all this has been Epcot where wait times have actually gone down week by week. So that's not figure. that surprising. Yeah. Just I'm because curious, I mean you had the you had the people coming in to see Epcot, but what's the draw? Right, yeah. Food and wine, which isn't a ride, so food and wine I mean, is probably the food draw. Food and wine where you can't really experience food and wine, and not all the booths are open. Right. And, yeah, almost everything is re repeats of previous food and wine festivals, too. The, the food is pretty much the same. And to be fair, even still, right now, the majority of the um, people going are locals or state of Florida, mostly. Um and they probably only needed to go to that one time or a couple of times or whatever to get what they needed out of it. And they already know that Epcot's kind of on the mend right now. Yeah. Well, yeah. The 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 thing that draws the locals to food and wine repeatedly was always the like concerts. I think. Right, which aren't I going on. Not, which so. aren't going on. I what's the relationship for Epcot's attendance now that Jose Carioca's back? Uh, is it up again? <laughs> We'd have to wait for next week's to show up to see if it's a big so spike. So if it spikes next week, it's going to be because Jose <laughs> Carrion okay. is back. Exactly. Yep. That's going to be Jose has recovered. So. Yeah. Jose had a little too much Jose. Yeah. So it looks <laughs> like... Oh, Lord. looks like if you want to do Runaway Railway, the best time to go is like between 6 and 8 p.m., like... Right before closing is probably the best time to do it. Otherwise, okay. like 4 p.m. might be a decent time between 3 and 4. But Here's a question. Yeah. If they open Ratatouille, right. is that enough of a draw to get people to spend their park reservation for Epcot? Because this is the thing is you, you don't get to hop. So it's no longer right. like I'm going to go do Ratatouille and then... Leave. leave yeah exactly like Hop if on you the go and commit to ratatouille you have to stay in epcot yeah that's an that's another reason why i think it would coincide with october 1st because they'll have more food and wine available as well yeah so it would be two draws and it would give people the incentive to make that their reservation yeah just, I think just a thought i think it's definitely a draw though initially because everyone's going to want to see it it'll be a draw for a while i mean really right now you don't even need a park ticket to ride the headliner at disney world i mean the, the skyliner is where it's at yeah <laughs> okay sure sure i mean that that is the headlining attraction i could just ride the skyliner and that would be my that would be my day <laughs> the other point i was going to make was that hollywood studios has the highest average wait time of any of the parks too which is around 35 to 40 minute average wait time. So that's pretty high for low crowds. 
Uh, obviously, it's runaway railway is what's causing that. And Slinky still has a decent weight, and of course Rise, but Rise doesn't really count in the wait times here. So, but the, I mean, so, how's like Tower been doing? Because I, I always feel like that one. Like how how are they filling up the Tower of Terror? Yeah, they are spreading people out. I've noticed that it still seems to me like that is a very tight space to have people on different rows like that, but that's what they're doing. Like maybe three groups. Like people screaming, projecting their saliva onto other people. (laughs) Hopefully through a mask. Somehow this came back around to... Coronavirus, yeah, of course. (laughs) Well, if we were in Tokyo Disneyland, they would scream from their heart. (laughs) Sure. <laughs> they would scream from their heart, yes. I was going right. to say, they're actually, if they wanted to, they could just make it, you know, a tighter squeeze and really make it the Tower of Terror. <laughs> <laughs> and just, you know, have people be scared to death that they might contract something. <laughs> There's the terror part. Right. Uh, anyway. You know, you mentioned Tokyo. I kind of came across something uh, on YouTube. Speaking of that Tokyo. That was interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was actually on TPM Vids. I was doing this comparison between Main Street, Liberty Square, between Florida and California, between Disneyland and Disney World. Mm-hmm. And I agreed with most of his assessments, and he went into pretty deep stuff. You should probably go and watch that video. I know you enjoyed the Main Street one, but that one, this is another one I think you would enjoy. Mm-hmm. But it also got me to looking at something that I guess I never really thought about. You know, the fact that Tokyo being owned by another group, I think it's, what's it called, the Oriental Land Group or something like that. Oriental Land Company, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With them being independently owned like that, they actually chose what they wanted to go to their Magic Kingdom or to their park, right? Mm-hmm. So they specifically took the best of both worlds, what they thought was the best of both worlds. For instance, they chose the version of Pirates from Disneyland. They chose yeah. the Haunted Mansion from Florida, things like that. Mm-hmm. They specifically chose which ones they thought was the best of each of the United, of the U.S. parks, and I thought that was pretty cool. And they Apparently, I agree with the Japanese because the ones they chose from each park, I actually agreed with as well. That's yeah. probably another reason why most people say Tokyo is the best Disney yeah. resort. I mean, they really worldwide. get to choose the best of both worlds and have it come there. Yeah. I mean, how could you not be <laughs> a good park that way? Right. Pretty cool. Tokyo Splash Mountain is a mirror image, but very, very similar to the Florida version. Right. Yeah, I was going to say, speaking of Splash, Mm -hmm. more problems for Magic Kingdom. Yes. Somewhat minor problems. Is it weird that, you know, all of a sudden they reopen and the Splash has like two incidents where they they had to drain it and now they have a boat sink? Yeah, they even say why the boat sunk. I mean, it's just keeping up with the trend. Splash didn't want to be left out because Jungle Cruise had a boat sink, so... Right. Right, yeah. And, you know, we made the jokes about the boat sinking and then Chapik taking over, and now another boat sinks. I hope that doesn't mean there's more things on the horizon. (laughs) As we mentioned, that's one of the reasons why you don't see keelboats anymore. Right. It's because one of them capsized. I'm just looking at the sunk boat picture. Yeah, I saw someone doing video, yeah. Yeah, somebody posted that video and they were saying the cast member was getting on them for getting out of the boat. And they're like, it's underwater. (laughs) (laughs) Do you see the boat? He's like, it's sinking. And the cast member was like, I understand that, but this is a safety thing or something. You should have, supposedly you did make him get back in. Right, exactly. (laughs) I was like, hop right back in the water, yeah. It's like, you gotta get in there now. Right, so now they've been banned for getting out of the boat when they weren't supposed to. I was like, it's it's a safety thing. It's not a real gator over there, okay? I mean. Right, exactly. (laughs) It's like, I just got off Splash Mountain and I got really soaked. Like, no, really (laughs) soaked. It was a bath. That's the wettest I've ever gotten. (laughs) I'm essentially in a bathtub. Yeah. But, you know, one thing we have never seen sink is one of Jason's favorite attractions, and that would be the rafts. (laughs) The rafts haven't gone down yet. No. I've never heard of the rafts going down. That's because they don't go by the Fort Fort Langhorn where they're shooting rifles at them. Right. I don't know. You would think, though, that every now and then they would mistime the rafts where the riverboat was coming by, and it would, like, plow through it. <laughs> you, that was you, like think, you think of all the things that Disney coordinates down to the second. Like, oh crap! <laughs> like, oh snap! We shouldn't have done that. 
Or if the uh, the engine failed on the raft while the riverboat took off. Actually, the riverboat can stop pretty quickly because there was a recent video Tim Tracker was showing where the, the the lightning storm started and they literally backed the boat back into the station, back into the dock. Yeah. So I was just thinking with Adam breaking it down and everything, if they had a like a voiceover in there or something, I would imagine Adam saying, that's not really Tom Sawyer. <laughs> yeah, it's not. that's not Mark Twain's voice. <laughs> I know, I've heard it before. Yeah. Moving along. Moving right along. Speaking of sunken boats, so no. No sunken boats. I was gonna ask Adam. Yes. Okay. Um, when you get your new Tinkerbell passholder magnet, uh, how yeah. much and and when I come over to visit you, are you going to prominently display it every time I come over just to rub it in my face? Yeah, I'm so excited about this Tinkerbell magnet. One per household, by the way. <laughs> Not per pass holder, but per household. This is going to make up for everything, this one Tinkerbell magnet. I mean, it does it's, make up for the fact that you can't park I mean, up or go when you want to. Or yeah, that, right? right. I got to tell you, I'm really considering about getting an annual pass now. Just, just for this? That. Just for the Tinkerbell magnet. Just yeah. for that. One per household. Just remember that. Well, again, they're doing that because they know they would all be on eBay minus one <laughs> per household. So that's why they're yeah exactly yeah, and they're they're probably still gonna put it on eBay. You know, right? It's like hey, you not a pass holder? I got what you need. Yeah, the orange bird one was the one that was supposed to be for flower and garden. Well, there was two, right? What was the one that just started? I don't remember. I don't keep up with that. I mean, anyway, I thought there were not... two, but. We got one magnet when we went, right? Did we? We, we got a magnet. Did you guys? We? You guys feel so strongly know. about it that you don't even know whether you got a magnet, much less what it was. I thought we went just before, <laughs> just before it started, right? Didn't we go just before? I guess I got a magnet when I went right be- after my cruise. I got a magnet that day. That was the January. That was the uh, arts festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which one was that? I don't remember. I mean, obviously we care a lot about these magnets. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. Well, although it says here that the Tinkerbell Passholder magnet will be mailed to active passholders later this month, one per household. So I don't know, we, depending on when they postmark it. Jason uh, still might get one. He still <laughs> might get one. Yeah, I mean, seeing as how his pass is still showing in his My, exactly, in my yeah. Disney experience, right? Yeah. Or they're probably going to postmark all these uh, August 15th just so that all the people who canceled won't get them. <laughs> That's probably right. what they're going to do. So let's move on to some Disney Plus news. Sound like a good idea? Sounds like a let's, great what's idea. What's going on on Disney Plus? See, I think, we, I think on Disney Plus, we discussed this off the air, I guess you can call it. Are we really, are we really on the air? Anyway, before yeah. the show. <laughs> so, dear dead, dead air. So we discussed a little bit about how we could feature Disney Plus weekly, and we might just ask you just straight up like on Twitter and do a poll, like, would you like to hear something along the lines of us reviewing, you know, stuff that people maybe haven't thought about or stuff that um, on Disney Plus that, you know, from a long time ago that we, maybe we have seen before and we rewatch it and see, you know, see if it's still good, you know, to us. Mm-hmm. One of the big news stories on Disney Plus um, just this week was that Mulan's going to be released on Disney Plus for a premium on a premium basis charging subscribers 29.99 for the movie. Now we did discover not long before recording that the 29.99 is not a one-time like pay once and you keep it for like a couple of days and you have to pay again if you want to watch it again. Once you pay the 29.99 it's pretty much just like saying you paid 30 bucks for the digital copy, I guess, of mm-hmm. Mulan. So right. I guess that makes it not as bad. Yeah, that was my hang-up about it, was if it's like a 24-hour or 48-hour rental, essentially, for 30 bucks, eh, I wasn't thrilled about that. But to be able to just pay to watch it now and keep it forever, mm, yeah. I'm more inclined to do that. If I, It's not one of the movies I was most excited about being remade but it is it is a good animated classic so maybe i'll want to do it maybe not i'm kind of on the fence about it so i'm planning on are you see i mean for me i don't think i we didn't watch any of the live actions when they were in theaters the ones that are previously released i mean i didn't pay any extra for any of those i get i mean i really 
I just waited until there were more readily available each in each case, and it was just fine. Although, you know, I, I think Jason kind of agreed with what I said when it came to Aladdin. I mean, I didn't think it was near as bad as people made it out to be. I love the Aladdin live action, yeah. actually, yeah. Yeah. I really like the Aladdin live action, and I have friends of mine who said they couldn't finish it. They what? thought it was so bad. Wow. In several ways, I think the live action is better, not than the original in some of the ways that they changed it, because some of the storylines are a bit dated. I think the empowerment of, like, mm-hmm. Jasmine had a more empowered role than she did in the original. Well, I mean, obviously, Robin Williams is the best Mm -hmm. genie, but I think Will Smith did a good take on it. Yeah, and I've mentioned this before, but when I I watched it and we watched it, my impression from what other people had told me was that they didn't change much. And I was like, huh? When I watched it, I was like, are you kidding me? (laughs) Yeah, they changed, like, everything. (laughs) (laughs) They changed a lot. I was like, there was a lot of differences. I was like, what are you saying they didn't change? I mean, I don't understand... Well, they probably hadn't watched the other one in maybe 15 years. Maybe that's what it years, was. So. Yeah, that's probably maybe, this, it. maybe they hadn't watched the other one in a long time. I was like, yeah. I was like this is nothing like the cartoon, really. <laughs> anyway, speaking of pass holders. Speaking uh, of pass holders, we didn't even finish the <laughs> Disney Plus discussion. But go oh, ahead. did we? No, what were we talking about? No, that's fine. You can, can, you can just move on. We'll come back to it. What was the Disney Plus conversation that we're... I Mulan? Are we I still we on? I don't know. I thought we were we done with decided. Mulan. John's not buying it. I might buy it, and Jason's definitely buying it. <laughs> we were done with Mulan, but we didn't mention how the Disney Plus surpassed sixty and a half million subscribers oh, yeah. within the first nine months. So yeah. that's pretty good. Well, it's definitely people stuck at home. Uh, like, well, I might as well get Disney Plus. Well, it's one of the best. It's really mm-hmm. when you look at the value you get out of it. It's really one of the best streaming services anyway, especially yeah. with all you get. So, yeah, especially with the new stuff that is coming out, the the original stuff that's exclusive to Disney Plus, you know, Hamilton being one, right? I think that's you know, Black is King. I think is is very big as well. But there's a lot of other things. You know, the the Mulan, for example, is going to be a big thing too, and all the future Disney releases. One thing I would like to mention, right quick, since to, since we're still on Disney Plus for just a moment. I did go back and watch just recently. I mean, I'd watched it not too long ago because it's only been out three years ago, but Dead Men Tell No Tales, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I was watching it, and I don't know why this all of a sudden came to my realization, but I was like, in this movie, they actually crap on their own (laughs) storyline. Because, you know, you've seen the movie, correct? Mm Mm-hmm, yeah. Have you seen it, Jason? Oh, yeah, I've seen all the Pirates movies like 10 times. Just just making sure. I didn't want to spoil anything for anybody. But what about the people listening? Should we ask yeah, them? The, yeah, yeah, the people listening. If Spoiler alert. If you don't want anything spoiled in it, then so just don't don't listen for the next like two or three yeah. minutes. Anyway. Right. Just fast forward. Cover your ears. Yeah. In Dead Man Tell No Tales, they have the flashback where they go to the young Jack, right? Whenever uh-huh. he first like yeah. leads him into the Devil's Triangle. So the captain of that ship, of course, dies, and he gives him the compass, right? So I'm like, wait a minute. In which one was it? What's the name of the second film again? Dead Man's Chest. Mm-hmm. Tia Dalma very specifically says to Jack, "What did you do with the compass you bartered from me? Can this not lead you to? Can it not lead you to this?" It's <laughs> basically what uh. she said. I was like, "Okay." So he, there, they say that he got the compass from her, but then in this movie, they're saying he got the compass from this captain. Hmm. So. I think saying that the Pirates of the Caribbean series has continuity errors <laughs> is not a big statement because I think they just sort of started giving up on well, so, making everything make sense. But see, to me, it had continuity up to that point, the very last film. That's the thing. Right. I didn't see another instance ever in which it broke from, you know, hmm. its original It was just outrageous. I think it just right. got more outrageous. I thought he got the compass from the Dread Pirate Roberts. <laughs> and they moved on. Anyway, yeah. I just, you know, that point that, I mean, someone's I'm sure has thought of that before, but for some reason it just stood out to me all of a sudden. It was like, it was just like, here's a revelation. I was like, wait a minute. I mean, and he probably lost films. the compass, then bartered it back. Just like he keeps Maybe using that's everything else yeah. he's got. There's your and he doesn't re- He doesn't remember that fact. Right. Tia Del Mar. Got it. Well, apparently, if he had lost it before, that would have brought, what's his name, the captain that was the main villain of this one, I can't even think of his name now, that right. would have brought him out <laughs> if he had let go of the 
compass before. I mean, so. it's the same thing in Star Wars as you know <coughs> Obi Wan saying that Yoda trained him. Kind of. Although technically, at the end of Revenge of the Sith, Yoda did train Obi Wan on how to speak to Qui Gon. So maybe that's yeah, what training Obi-Wan... I have for you. <laughs> right. Yeah, he trained he trained him after Qui Gon was gone. See. Right. He didn't train him on force healing, apparently. During no, your so. exile, training I have for you. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think his still his best line ever is the perimeter thing. Yeah, around <laughs> around the survivors, a perimeter create or something like that. <laughs> Uh, I, yeah, still the best line. Okay, but we can move on to where you were going to now. Well, I was going to say we should do like we could do this where we review a certain movie every week. If we, I don't know if we have time. Like we all, to watch we all three watch the same movie. Like yeah. we have to. Well, right. I mean, with John's current John condition, has time, maybe yeah. he can watch all of the movies. <laughs> he can he yeah. just do John's review corner of the show. <laughs> yeah, I should have the time. Yeah. But uh, speaking yeah, yeah. of pass holders, so. speaking of pass holders, that, I'm not one of them. So tell me more about them. Well, I was <laughs> so now. yeah. Disney expanded that thirty percent off discount for pass holders to online purchases. Well, I should say oh. select online purchases through the shopdisney.com. Oh, so do I so. need to go buy some stuff before my pass expires? Yeah, apparently you could. So load up on merch online. So you don't have to be at the parks to get some of the merch. Although a lot of the stuff online is not in the necessarily in the parks. Some of it is, but not all of it. It does exclude yeah. things like, obviously, you can't buy theme park tickets or gift cards and those kind of things. It looks Darn. like, it looks like you know, all the signature stuff, too, you can't buy. There's With a the huge thirty percent off. No, there were, I couldn't even get a discount on masks. Mm. They didn't discount them at all. Only if you bought four, you could get four for twenty instead of four for twenty-four or whatever it was supposed to be. So yeah, they don't discount that. So if I need anything off of Shop Disney in the next, you know, in a little bit, I guess I just need to have you order it instead of me. Sure. So. Why are yeah, these yeah, NBA experience Mickey Mouse ears not selling? <laughs> Why isn't anything NBA uh, experience selling? Why isn't the NBA selling? Yeah. Well, why isn't like the NBA trying to promote the NBA experience while they're there? Good point. Like they should be going, right? Yeah. I wonder if any of the players are going to the NBA experience. <laughs> they're probably not allowed to because that's breaking their bubble, probably. I mean... Yeah, I don't know. They're in, they do have a bubble to here too, but you know, honestly, it's still something I would want to go do at least once, just to check it out personally. I mean, I, I know Adam, you haven't taken the opportunity yet. I still no. would. I don't think the price is worth it. Although now, I mean, eventually they're going to start paying people to to actually do it. So once they pay me, I'll I'll do it. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> I mean, sure. I, from what I see. Like public wise, I don't see the Disney connection. Like, pe- this would draw people that are Disney fans to it. Just my opinion. Yeah, and I think that's kind of shown. <laughs> I, again, it's something that I would give at least a look to. I mean, something I would try. Mm-hmm. So, if I get the opportunity, is the thing to try it. Well, you can do it on your post-COVID trip. Right. Yeah. As soon as I'm out of quarantine, that's the first place I'm going. Right. Same <laughs> exactly. experience. Yeah, <laughs> that's your reward. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so how do I get the discount? I want to see if I can get it here. Check that your Parks account is linked to your shopdisney.com. Sign into your account that's affiliated mm-hmm. with your Disney Parks account. And then there's a code AP30OFF in the promotion code area. Okay, I'm just curious if it's going to work for this because I don't yeah. actually want this. I want to see if it'll work. They're like, we'll add on another discount. It would take me 20 minutes to read all the things that are not included in this discount, but there's a lot of things that aren't included. A lot of exclusions. Yes. There you go. A lot of exclusions. I just got an Eeyore Oh Bother when I tried to use it on the... Eeyore says Oh Bother? Yeah, Eeyore said... Well, it was Eeyore and Pooh, and it said Oh oh Bother. But Eeyore was giving me the sad face that I was right. unable to apply this, I guess, AP30 you just, off. You just bought so, it. So, 
Oh, I hope not, because I was testing it out on the Walt Disney World Cinderella <laughs> Castle sculpture by Rivas Brothers. That's thirty-seven thousand five hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to see if I could get thirty percent off of that. <laughs> okay. Oh wow! I should have known it was something like that. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely excluded. <laughs> Oh, oh my god! I should have known it was something. By the way, on their website, it's limit ten per person on this one. Oh, okay. It's well, only three hundred seventy thousand yeah. dollars or whatever. I like, Dang it! I wanted to buy two of them. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Well, let's keep things moving along. How about the DVC Moonlight Magic events is now officially canceled at Disney's Hollywood Studios? Yeah, I mean, um, for anyone. I, so I think the. I mean, Doesn't number one, me. it's the, the distancing, right? But the other, I bet, big reason they're doing this is DVC pays for those events. Like, it's not, you know, that, that side of the business pays to rent out the parks and throw these events for their members. And they can't use the dues to pay for it. They use selling DVC to pay for these div- events. So they count on cash flow coming in because the dues have to be used to maintain the property. So... They're not making any money, so they can't pay the parks to rent them out right now. Yeah, I would imagine sales are not going very well at the moment, like new sales. I guess they can sell it's 50 years, so, you know, COVID's not going to last forever. Right. (laughs) One of these days you'll be able to do it. Yeah, selling point. Jason, are you going to (laughs) reconsider? No. Not likely. To be honest, we have discussed it a couple of times, you know, when we might eventually do it. I think it's going to be great if you go once a year and, you know, at the same time every year. And you know that a year in advance. Right. Well, I know people who are DVC members, and what it is is they're just, like, constantly making reservations. So they do go multiple times a year. But they're, you know, they're having to think about it in advance somewhat. And they don't really have to think too hard because they're teachers, so they know what time period they're going to be off. So that's part of the reason why they're able to do it so easily. Yeah. It's, their their schedule's pretty set as far as when they're going to be able to travel. Uh, so. We were always last-minute trip planners, like, within... I mean, we've... I know Jason's done one within a few days. <laughs> but we we were, you know, two, three weeks out, a month out at the most on a lot of our trips. So it's just not going to cut it for DVC. I think the closest I've actually ever done one is only about two weeks. Yeah. And... As of 2018, the furthest one out I did was a year and a half. Wow. Yeah, that's a long... I don't think I've ever done one that far out. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it was June. It was as soon as they released the dates, right? It was June of 2018 that I scheduled the September trip this past year, this past fall that I went on, was when I originally... Now, I've made adjustments in that time period because I adjusted from Pop Century to Grand Destino, obviously. But the initial... Mm -hmm was a year and a half out thereabouts so yeah i think the longest recently i did was last year for december i booked that hotel in march but that's that was the longest i think i've ever done yeah we were always last second ones when we go right yeah i mean yeah it has been days before that i've yeah. book something <laughs> and i think that it's daunting for people because they're like well if you don't do it early you're not gonna get the reservations and then you know in a non-COVID world, we we knew how to get around all that. We right. still yeah. got to do everything we wanted to do and we went. It wasn't a problem. Now, there yeah. are certain places if you just like have to or want to stay at these places, you're going to need to do it earlier. Yeah. But if you're flexible as far as where you want to stay, I mean, you're going to find some good places. Yeah. That's part of the fun too is being able to say, oh, this resort's available or oh, this restaurant's available. We haven't eaten there. Let's try that one. You know, yeah. It's part of the fun of going so often. Yeah, and I always troll to see if there's a last-second DVC dedicated reservation that somebody's just trying to get rid of for yeah. cheap. That's true, because that, that can too. happen. Yeah. Never bitten on one of those, obviously. Yeah, I still haven't. I've thought about it a couple of times. I just never did. See, I've, I've found that when I book it far in advance, uh, at least in recent memory i almost always make some sort of change i usually change the resort before it's all said and done truthfully did you you guys listen to the disney dish where they were talking about how the dvc resales 
were, I think Lintesta said something about the fact that he saw in one of the resale sites a couple weeks back that you could get a studio at the Animal Kingdom. Oh, yeah. Via, you know, renting DVC points or whatever it was for the equivalent of like $150 a night. Yep. Dang. That's and the at, value ones. I guess Jumbo House or Kadani or whichever one's open. Well, they have the studios that are considered value studios. So these are studios that have, you know, a crappy view sometimes, or they have a slightly mm-hmm. blocked view, stuff like that. That's why they consider them value. And they're the least expensive most of the time. But apparently they were really discounted during the time period he was looking at them so mm-hmm. that it was that low. I mean, 150 for a deluxe, a deluxe room. Yeah. A deluxe DVC room. Right. Then yeah. They've always had a value category, I guess is what I'm getting at when it comes to Animal Kingdom Lodge. Well, in the peak season, you can't get All-Stars for 159 so... Right. Exactly. So what are they going to consider peak season for a while? You know, you know what's it going to be? Is Christmas... Know. Are they expecting I mean, it to uh, still be busy? I mean... I mean, like we saw in the earnings call, some of the annual pass holders are a little upset, and I don't know why. I mean, it, we give Chapik a lot of crap, but Chapik was just stating facts that basically there are no out-of-town guests, right? They're, they're not coming. It's very heavily skewed, more so than usual, towards annual pass holders. Right. And annual pass holders don't spend as much money, especially the locals, because they don't stay in the hotels. You know, the once-in-a-lifetime trippers just spend all the money and buy all the stuff and do everything, you know? Right. I mean, because even the states that are within driving distance, there's not, I'm sure that business has slowed too. It's mainly because of the people that live far enough away that they have to fly, and they're not flying. And some of them have restrictions on them too. Not worth it for them to fly there. The other thing was Disney made it. I mean, I guess I, guess I can't complain about this particular thing, but I'll mention it. They made it difficult for me to change hotels. So I had the Hilton Bonnet Creek booked, but then all of a sudden this passholder discount came out, and I wanted to switch it to the Contemporary within, I think, 48 hours of arrival. But I would have had to cancel all my park reservations, cancel the hotel, rebook the Disney hotel, and then rebook the park reservations. And it was just like, eh, I'm not going to go through that much effort. But I was going to do that. But it was just too many hoops to jump through just to switch hotels. So I ended up not doing it. They are saying that they're still making money. Yeah. Barely. Barely. (laughs) But they are making a profit, which is... More than most places, I can probably say. But on the whole, right now, the net impact from their earnings mm-hmm. call for quarter three across all the sectors was about $3 billion lost. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That's ultimately the long term is going to be how is that going to be made up and how many things are going to get cut or reduced or whatever in order to make up for that. So I think... We're entering another period of like the other the early 2000s where you don't see a lot of development. It's just going to be as is once the things that open, open. Yeah, uh, temporarily. I think the 2000s probably lasted longer than this one will. Just my opinion. We'll Maybe. See. Hopefully. Yeah. Well, that's my early prediction. I'm not saying, I mean, I'm not always right by any means, but that's just my early prediction. I just don't feel like the lasting effects... Assuming that things really do go the way we kind of hope they will as far as immunization and hopefully a vaccine and all this other good stuff, I don't feel like the, the long term will be as largely impacted um, as it did early 2000s. Yeah, well, hopefully the 50th anniversary will still draw as long as people are able to get, get out and move around and right. not have to distance and all that. And we've seen evidence that there are a lot of people waiting for that anyway. Um, really right. just the theme park numbers from 2019 over 2018 that we said just a couple of weeks ago. Right. Just that alone suggests that people weren't going to any of the theme parks as often. Right. Waiting for things to open and so on. Part of it. That's, I'm sure that's factors in. I'm sure that has factored in. Especially We're waiting for that Star Wars hotel. Right. <laughs> the Galactic Star Cruiser, yeah. They're saving their money for that one. I think they're going to have to save a little longer. Yeah. I mean, the the, the price they're charging, it's going to be like, would you like to buy a DVC or stay here? Yeah, for three nights (laughs) or two nights, whatever it is. (laughs) Can you imagine if they just started doing the Star Wars Hotel as DVC? Like you had to buy a piece of it? I really want to know (laughs) if they put the DVC sales booth 
in the Star Wars hotel. That's the only <laughs> thing that breaks theme. It's like, yeah, right. right. Are you planning to return back to your home planet? Have you considered? <laughs> right. right. It's only 10,000 credits to get started. <laughs> right. Or, right, 10,000 credits. Or since you're here, you probably can afford Golden Oak. So have you thought about this on your home planet? <laughs> yeah, it's like even, even aliens need to retire. I mean, right. at some point. I don't know. <laughs> sure. Anyway, so I don't know if you saw this in Epcot. And in Animal Kingdom, there's been some temporary closures of some of the yeah. food. So in Morocco, my new one of my new favorite quick services, Tangerine Cafe, yeah. temporarily closed. Uh, Yak and Yeti Local Foods Cafe is no longer serving breakfast. Hmm. And we don't really know why. What did they serve for breakfast? That was good, actually. I've had Yak and Yeti really? for breakfast. Good it was breakfast standard thing. breakfast okay. stuff. But it was good. Okay. But I guess because no one goes back there that early, that's probably why. Yeah, it's. I'm just curious why Morocco, Morocco's closing, where it's closed. It just said low demand, so I guess probably because food and wine. I, I'm guessing the people that the few people that are there are there for food and wine when they're eating the, you know, sampling. They're not going to eat a full meal unless. Is the Tangerine Cafe kind of hard to get to, or am I thinking of a different one? No, actually, the Tangerine Cafe is pretty much it's out right open. there. Yeah. It's not obvious that it's there, though, right? It's right. there. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's not as hidden as Marrakesh. <laughs> no, yeah, like, right. Yeah, Marrakesh. I guess the only other thing I saw that I was going to bring up was the replacement for the Beauty and the Beast live show that is being shown now at Hollywood Studios. Have you guys seen the Disney Society Orchestra show is now happening like every 45-ish minutes uh, throughout the day? I have not. Mm -mm. Yeah, so they have the Disney Society Orchestra basically just up on the stage performing Disney songs. Mm. So I guess they're like, we got to get a show in here, so let's make them play some instruments. So they're playing instruments to empty seats, probably. Well, <laughs> it's just nobody knows it's happening, for one thing. You probably hear the music from, from far. Yeah, that's true. They, you could usually hear the Beating the Beast show from that area. That's where they used to do the, that one time I went and saw the music of Pixar live thing. It was really good. But they only did it that one summer, a couple of years ago. They're not doing anything with the Fantasmic Theater, though, right? I don't think so. I mean, it's not like that's out of the way or anything. No, you don't have to walk a long way to get there. And then they, of course, resumed the Disney Junior dance, but it's now the Disney Junior play and dance, since it's not a union person DJing it. Mm. So they had to change the name or something. That makes sense. Yeah. It's the same show. So it's the same show, it's just not a trained dancer, so it made the dancing may not be good. Is that what they're trying to say? So you have to play along sometimes? It's not a union dancer. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. They're not a professional dancer. They're not part of the union. I don't know. It's not like a ton of complicated choreography that went into the Disney Junior Dance Party, though. I mean, maybe a little bit here and there, but nothing too complicated as it was. I mean, it is for the kids, after all. Right. And I have witnessed it, because I have kids. You mean you've rope dropped it? Yeah, I've rope dropped it. <laughs> Were you the only I did one fast, I, We did fast pass it. <laughs> Wow, did you rope drop and fast pass it? No. Okay. That was always a practice that could tell you an amateur right there, <laughs> is when someone right. at rope drop would go on a fast pass line. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you my first amateur mistake back in 2014, I think it was, when fast pass plus first came out or whatever. I got a fast pass for Philhar Magic. Did you know? Yeah. Did that save you some time? No. <laughs> it didn't save me any time. And there was hardly anybody over there. You know, I, I went so. when it was still in beta, and it was hard to figure out then <laughs> what what to do. But I can't remember what all the fast passes that I got then. It wasn't Philhar Magic, I know that much. I'm not going to say that it might not have been Little Mermaid, though. Right. Yeah. It might have been. Well, Little Mermaid's tough, tough one. It's key. <laughs> well, back in 2013, it actually did have more of a weight than it does now. Because it had only yeah. been open, like, since the spring or something like that. <laughs> hmm. At Magic Kingdom. So. 
So that was my list of news. Um, obviously, the big news is that we hope John gets better. Oh, quickly. yeah. Well, I mean, so far, so good. Hopefully, it doesn't get any worse than this, right? So, yeah. It can come in waves is what yeah. the experience is. Some people really? will go like you are, be a few days, but then others sort of get a couple of waves. And that's the that's what I'm hoping is that you're just a one-wave mild symptom case so okay by this time next week you're you're all covid free yeah hopefully yeah that'd be great there was a joke i had in my head that i I was reminded of on something you said a little earlier adam but i can't remember what it was now i was trying to save it but we talked so much about other things that it's you lost your joke i had a joke too and i was it was about marrakesh actually i was going to quote raiders of the lost ark but you know what i think that's what it was i was going to (laughs) say really so we were oh, thinking along the same You're on the jo- same joke train. Yeah, we were. Marrakesh. I can't remember how much money you said you needed, though. <laughs> yeah, like thousands. It might be the same amount of money you need to eat at Marrakesh, actually. No. I've eaten it. Well, it's been a while since I've eaten there, but it wasn't that expensive. wasn't too expensive. All right. Was the show worth it? It, it was... It was good. I will say that it was very good. I've, I've been in Marrakesh several times. That's one of my family's go-tos yeah. when they go. And, yeah. Show's I've never fine. I've Marrakesh. Good stuff. Yeah, it was good. Actually, it is very entertaining. It was a really good show. So I, I've never eaten there. I have to make it a point to do it. I mean, all this all this time. All right, so it sounds like we're we're winding down. We've gone long enough. You know, We've given the people what they want, or at least... Uh, we've gone long enough for them to hear well, some hopefully news. you didn't give anybody anything right <laughs> well, well I said what they want <laughs> I'll be doing something they don't want yeah as always you can find us on Facebook Twitter and Instagram that's at TWTM Podcast we also have a Spreadshirt store which yes of course you can buy masks currently that is shop.spreadshirt.com slash TWTM Podcast and we also have a website, which is travelingwiththemouse.com. And we have an email address, which is podcast at travelingwiththemouse.com. We also have a Patreon page, which is patreon.com slash TWTM podcast. So for Jason, Adam, my name is John. This has been Traveling with the Mouse, and we hope you will join us only if you're COVID-free on our next trip. Oh, well, you can have someone COVID come with because, you know, with yeah, you. doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm hoping at the point that my next trip happens, though, that I am COVID-free, so. Well, yeah, you, you, you'll be COVID-free and COVID-hopefully immune, so. Indy needed $2,000, by the way, to get to Marrakesh. Ah. And that was 1936 money, so. Yeah, I don't money. think Marrakesh, I don't think Marrakesh really is that expensive. And certainly not now. You could probably get there <laughs> for 25 bucks. Yeah.